Yo, yo, yo. Episode 3 of the 87 Podcast. We back. Took a week off because we was on bullshit. Not really, though, but we was on vacation. So now we back, man. Glad to be back. Y'all know who I am. The lovable asshole himself. Tone that water. Can't do this podcast without my right hand man. I'ma let him introduce himself as he always does. It's your boy Ghost. How's everybody doing today? Yes, sir, man. Hopefully y'all are uh, tuning into this one, man. Shouts out to everybody that's been listening on Anchor. Shouts out to everybody that's been listening on Spotify. I don't know how to check the um, streams on Google Podcasts, but if you're listening on that shit, appreciate it. Go listen on Anchor and uh, Spotify as well. The um, IG page is up now at the 87 Podcast. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. All the links for the new episodes and just, you know, pictures and shit is going to be on there, man. So y'all make sure y'all check that out. Ghost, what's happening, man? What's the deal? Man, still trying to recover. Uh, Trip was... uh eventful shouts out to, least. shouts out to Tucson man for uh, uh showed us a good time man it showed us a good time it, it was better than I expected uh weather was beautiful so that always helps uh it's a small town you know I'm not saying that we from the big city but coming from the big city bright lights um Tucson was a different experience man um, definitely was definitely was reminded me of a retirement destination <laughs> more than anything um but I had a good time, man. I, I really did, you know. You know, us us fellas went down there, and uh, we showed they showed us a good time down there. So shout out Tucson. Definitely shout out Tucson, man. Shout out to uh, everybody showed us love out there. Shout out to uh, special shout out to to D Baxter and Harry Handcuffs, man. They definitely uh know they had a good time, man, up in the mountains. So you know, for for people that was there, they know who D and uh and Harry Handcuffs is, man. So so shout out to them. Um. Crazy week, man. We had a week off, man, to kind of, you know, get like a, a mental break, have a bros trip, man. Quarantine and the pandemic, you know, messed a lot of things up, man. So now we back. And um, one of the biggest stories of the week, if not the biggest story, definitely in sports, man, Tiger Woods. Um, prayers up to Tiger Woods and his family, man. He had that terrible car accident. Um, Bad injuries to his legs, a uh, shattered ankle, um, a crushed tibia amphibia. Um, he was just coming off of, um, a back surgery, his fifth back surgery in the last, I believe, five or six years. It, it could be a little more. I'll have my, my research in front of me. Sorry about that. But um, after dealing with this, after he's going to have a, a long road ahead, a long rehab ahead. I mean, Tiger's 45, you know, had a lot of injuries. And this injury is definitely going to take, you know, a long rehab. I don't really see him coming back to golf. Definitely going to be. I won't say that he can't do it, but, I mean, it's highly likely that he won't be able to do it because of all the rigor it's going to put on his on his legs, man. So, so yeah, Ghost, how you feel about um the injuries to Tiger, man, and his, you know, him being able to make a comeback from him? So I'm sitting here trying to contemplate what I'm going to be an asshole about the situation. Or be serious. Someone be an asshole. I mean, <laughs> niggas die every day, B. You feel me? Like, like for real. Like, that nigga's a billionaire, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can come back from it if he wants to. You know, sports medicine is way more advanced than back in the day, of course. Um, but does he really need to? You yeah. know, Tiger's been struggling. 
Um, I know he's chasing Jack Nicholas and trying to win those majors, but at the end of the day, you got to have a quality of life. You know, you just got in this horrific car accident, and how we still don't know because they claim he wasn't drinking. How the fuck you just flip off the goddamn road? Either you were texting your bitch, <laughs> she was cussing you out, or you was looking at a bitch right. in the next car. Like, you don't just flip off the goddamn road. He was doing something that got him distracted. Now, they did say it's like like downhill and it's like a curve. So, I mean, he could have been going at a high, mean, high amount of speed. My man, you know, if you paying attention, you know a curve coming because I done did some wild shit. Everybody <laughs> can attest to that, especially... <laughs> this past trip. Right. If you paying attention, man, you know, oh, shit, let me slow down. This motherfucking curve coming, you know? And I don't know if it's a road that Tiger has traveled down before. I can't speak to that. But, I mean, if he comes back, more power to him. But, man, this is better comeback story than Tiger coming back from a car accident that he caused, you know? I agree. Um, I know it's just with, with him, with his age and, yeah. like, an injury. Like, he already coming off a of back surgery. Then it's his legs. You know, he's not going to be able to walk up and down a golf course like that no more. I mean, surely he could take a cart, but just the physical toll it's going to take on his body to get back to even somewhat of being the player that he was to try to compete at the level he wants to compete at. It's like, does he really feel like going through that at 45 and missing out maybe on a, a lot of time with his son? It looked like he, well, not even just going to say it, just looked like he definitely enjoyed, um, you know, playing with his son in that tournament that they played in. It's just like, can he just adjust now to not being Tiger Woods the golfer, Tiger Woods the father, and things like that? Because he's still gonna have that 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 thing in him that these athletes have, where they just want to try to compete and get back and and be what they once were. And I mean, coming off these injuries, I don't know how he can really do it. I I don't see it happening. But okay, question: Do they still have the senior tour? Yes. Oh well, there you go. Right, you can still go compete. Go be a dad. Like I said, quality of life is is, is a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. So if you can salvage your quality of life and sacrifice your professional career, I I will go with the lat with the with the previous instead of the latter. Um, but like I said, man, niggas die day. All right, we back, y'all. We had some technical difficulties because we learning this shit on the fly. So that's what make the podcast, you know. The podcast and shit, man. So, you know, whatever. We was talking about Tiger, man. Like we were saying, man, all all best wish, wishes, prayers up to Tiger. Hope he gets better, man. Hope he can come back and compete at a high level and um and be able to be the Tiger Woods of old that we know. Um also this week, switching topics uh to the NBA. Uh All Star Reserves were announced. We talked about this um on vacay over the weekend, who we thought was gonna make it. Um any surprises that made the team? Not surprises that made – yeah, well, I'm lying because we had this conversation. I personally did not think Boston deserved to have two All-Stars. They don't. Um, I think they stink. They do. I think Sabonis should have made it on the East. Well, he well now he he's replacing KD, yeah. who's going to be out yeah, through the All-Stars. Yeah, that was um, some, some backdoor, backwards, backhand-ass, you know, All-Star <laughs> ass. That's some bullshit. It was. The man should have been, been in there. Uh, does Zach Levine make it? Zach Levine did make it first um, All-Star appearance. Shouts out to Zach Shouts Levine. Shouts out to Zach Levine. I think that was well-deserved. But um, I know, you know, they reward people for winning. I think Trey Young should be an All-Star. They not winning, though. I know. That's why I said they re- they reward people for winning. And, but, and what um, makes it crazy, not to cut you off, but I agree Trey Young could have been an All-Star because Boston record doesn't merit them having 
two all-stars. They have two all-star level players, definitely. But for them to be, I want to say they're not even above Indiana in the standings or maybe they're a game above them in the standings. For them to have two all-stars and Sabonis who's having another all-star season, for him not to make it on the first go-round was was just kind of crazy to me, man. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, they reward winning. Uh, Atlanta is like a game or two from being in the eighth spot. Right. The East is terrible, and everybody is from four through, what, 13, or like three, four games out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trey Young deserves to be an all-star. He's exciting. Uh, he's must-see TV. He does just about everything you can do for his size and stature. Definitely. For his team. Um, and Boston doesn't deserve it. I agree. On the flip side, um, I think everybody else is pretty deserving. AD? Um, who's being replaced now by Devin Booker, who I thought should have made it. But I said Chris Paul was going to make the All-Star team. Yeah, and I don't think Chris Paul is deserving over Devin Booker. But I understand, you know, the faking. Um, AD, I don't think so. Just like I don't think Paul George, I don't think they played enough games mm-hmm. in this COVID season. Right. I don't think you played enough games. I'm not counting people who rest or have been out because of the protocol. Um, I think De'Aaron Fox should have made it. Would you Would you have taken De'Aaron over, over CP3? Yes. Because I don't think I don't think Phoenix is another deserving team of two All-Stars. Fourth in the, fourth in the West, Chris Paul got there. They went from 8-0 in the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs, though, but CP3 get there, and now they're a top four seed in the West, man. I mean, I mean if you're going to talk about the bubble, then let's talk about how many people who don't normally perform well perform well in the bubble. True. Right. Then on the flip side, excuse me, there are no fans. Right. Right. So the home court advantage is kind of nullified. Mm-hmm. On the and as well as a lot of teams, man, don't have their rosters playing when some of these guys are playing. So both this season and last season are going to have big ass asterisks as far as people who are living, breathing in this moment. When you go back and look in the history books, you're not going to be like, oh, well, three of the starters weren't playing. Or, you know, it's not yeah. going to come to mind as, as as prevalent as it is now, right? Agreed. So, yes, Phoenix is fourth in the West. It is not the same NBA season. Um, being fourth in the West does not mean you get two fucking all stars. It doesn't, but um, shit, Boston is goddamn seventh in the East, and they got <laughs> so West you know, a better conference. West is the way better conference. Phoenix I mean, came if, from. If, if that's the case, then how many does Utah have? Utah got two. They got Gobert, and they, and they got they, Mitchell. They the number one team in, in the in the NBA. Why don't they have three? Who would be the third? It doesn't matter. Just put somebody on that bitch. I mean, the Pistons got all the people in 2000 and what? Eight? Oh, maybe like four, five, oh. six. Like, eight. they had whatever. A- whenever it was, they got like 16 motherfuckers on that bitch. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta have, had four one year, exactly, I think. Exactly, and they didn't have all them people that deserved to be on there. So, I mean, I'm not hating on anybody. I really think, hell, I would have taken Jamal Murray. I don't know if you have yeah, I'm about to say I don't know if you're having a better season than CP3. I mean, no, but I I think All Star is entertainment, man. It's not about who's having the best season. I think that's what all NBA teams are for. Mm-hmm. You know, All Star is who do you want to see on the court playing? Right. Because in all honesty, if we're going off of records, then Zion shouldn't be there. True. But he's must see TV. He is definitely. And he's is. having a hell of a season. 
I think De'Aaron Fox is having a hell of a season. That's just me personally. I mean, then uh, if we're going off record, John Morant should be in there instead of giving two spots to somebody on the Phoenix Suns because of his name. And that's really what it is. It's Chris Paul. He's an M- NBA Players Association uh, president. Having a, good se- having a good season, though. I mean, though. he's having a good season for Chris Paul, but he's not having all-star caliber numbers. There are guys who are having better numbers than him that are not on the all-star team. So, I really, like I said, I think the NBA all-star game is must-see TV. Nobody fucking wants to see Chris Paul old ass run up and down the floor. I like CP3, man. Six- I mean, I do, too. I think he's a great point guard. I even think he's probably a, a really good person. I've met him a few <laughs> times, you know. But, um... His stats, his stats looking at him, 16.7 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, 8.6 assists. Compared to the other point guards you named, Ja, um, De'Aaron, and Jamal Murray, definitely got more points per game than him. I'm thinking assists, he probably he probably has them. Ja missed a I mean, lot of time. If we're going to throw out the uh, stats, Ja has 19 points, 3.2 rebounds, and 8 assists a game. Okay. That sounds more like all-star numbers to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, Ja missed a few games. Um, but he still played twenty. Right. But well, see, that's when the record. That's, that's when the record comes in. Saying. But does being fourth, not first, second, or third, fourth, warrant two All Star spots? No, not to me. The NBA thinks you know. The NBA seems to 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 think it does. And Chris Paul, the first, I believe, he the first All Star or the third All Star to make it with four different franchises. Cry me a river, man. That's. <laughs> I just don't think that nigga deserves it. That might not be done again unless unless Brian go to another team and make an All Star game. Who cares? It's possible, man. Shout, shout out, shout out to CP3, man. I thought you should have made it. I'm man. not a I'm not a CP3 header, man. I'm just not a fan of the selection. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I I don't really see it ever being being tweaked to the point where it's like. I mean, they already tweaked the fucking voting, so it's just like it's whatever. It's, it's I know a, for a fact, man, a whole bunch of motherfucking players didn't pick Chris Paul. That had, <laughs> had to be writers, dog. Had to be. To pick him and not pick Devin Booker, who probably had a better year last season when he got snubbed again, but they put him on the team. And I think his numbers are kind of down getting used to playing with CP3 and DeAndre Ayton being a, um, a more focal point in the offense. So for him to, um, to uh, get selected um, after the fact to replace Anthony Davis – is um I, I wasn't a fan of that. I definitely feel like he's one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated player in the league. Brian said the most disrespected mm-hmm. in the league. I, I feel that as well. He said Devin and um and Dame. A lot of people felt like Dame should have been a starter over Luca, but again it's a, a fan voting thing. So I agree. You know. Um then I mean if we're gonna stay on this soapbox of all star, why the hell isn't the DeMar DeRozan? They're what they're the sixth seed, sixth or seventh in the West. Um, I haven't having an amazing, but I think it's because he's been shipped off to boring ass San Antonio, <laughs> and not on TV a lot. But he's having a good season, man. They're, they've knocked off some really good teams. And I haven't seen San Antonio enough to uh, to even really truthfully give my opinion. I just say if you, I feel like any team in a if you over five hundred by a few games and you end the playoffs at the time of voting. I feel like you should get an all-star. I think that the teams with the best record, the ones and the twos. So you reward winning. I reward winning first and then entertainment. Zion is entertainment. The Pelicans don't have um, that good of a record. But I can't 
not they're put. They've been playing better. They're shit, bro. They're shit. He, he's had a really good season, though. True. So, I don't mind him being an all-star. But if I'm the Spurs and I'm in the sixth seed in the West after missing the playoff last year for the first time in 23 years. In my lifetime, damn Right. Here. You get, you know, you playing well. You in a position where you can still move up, actually, in the West. I feel like you deserve an all-star. Maybe he's not putting up gaudy numbers, but, I mean, they de- they deserve an all-star to Let me. Let me ask you this question. Do you think they need to get rid of conferences as far as all-star selections? Um, just take the 24 best players? 24 best players. So, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, I think, and I also think it'll make the game more exciting. I mean, they've been doing tweaks. I mean, I like the the draft and players and things like that. I think that was definitely. Um, I wish well, do we they could... need to expand the roster. How many maybe would you expand two, it to? Add maybe two more spots. Just total. I think that'll cut down on a lot of the quote unquote snubs. Cut it down. Uh, I mean, add to it and make it fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen or fifteen. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at Not that either. Fifteen because I think fifteen to start getting watered down, but I think fourteen. So two extra spots. Yeah. Two extra spots and get rid of conferences. Oh no, two extra spots or get rid of conferences. I would rather see them get rid of conferences because then I think. But then I think it would be West heavy. I mean that's just the the way it is. Agreed. But I mean, like you would look at that and you would say, okay, but maybe Trey Young would have got in, or maybe Trey Young gets in, one less Boston player gets in, mm-hmm. and another. Um, John Morant, like you okay, said, so, gets in. So then let me ask you this. Do we get rid of conferences or do we get rid of position? I think they already got rid of position, right? It's just guard, forward. I don't really think they got center no more. Yeah, I think I'm it's just. I'm saying, like, shit, if it's 16 guards in that bitch. I, if those are the best players, those are the best players. I we don't need goddamn forwards if they're not the best players. Right. I look at it like I think you take, I would take winning, I would take stats, and then I would take. Entertainment value. Right. So if we get rid of conferences, I think most of the guys that you see in the game would still make the All-Star team. A lot of people don't see DeMontis Sabonis because Indiana is not a, a – it's a basketball haven, but it's not – you know, they're not on TV a lot, so you don't get to see them that much. So you might see his stats and think they're empty stats, but Indiana got a good record and he be working. Right. So he would definitely be an All-Star. Vucevic on Orlando. Orlando's not really good. Right. He's putting up numbers. He's probably the third best center, third or fourth, if we not count AD as a center or, you know, other people's right. opinions. Sabonis is a center or he played power four. Miles Turner played center. Mm-hmm. Vucevic is the top, at least top five center in the NBA. He has the stats to be an all-star, but his team is shit right. and people don't see him. So a lot of people won't know about Vucevic. So, I mean, entertainment value, they might be like, no. Winning, they might be like, no. But stats, he puts up stats, you know. It's not his fault his team is losing games. He's putting up the numbers mm-hmm. to help his team win. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to um, having no conferences. It's just you take the 24 best players at that moment playing the All-Star game. And maybe that brings it back to, and I hate saying brings it back to competitiveness because I think last year um, adding the thing for Kobe and Gigi brought back the competitiveness. And I think a lot of times it mostly starts in the fourth quarter where it gets real competitive. I mean, that's most games, period. Yeah, but watching those old All-Star games, and of course the time was different, like, they took that shit serious from the jump. Right. 
Because a lot of them niggas really didn't like each other for real. Right. And you seeing these dudes, you know, the East, you seeing these dudes two times a year. Mm -hmm. So you really want to prove, you know, I'm better than you in my position. Or I'm just better than you, period. And I think... I think the NBA, in, in certain ways, with certain players, is kind of getting back to that. I don't really fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. Let's go out there. I'm trying to, you know, rip your head off like right. that. So I think if the All Star Game can get back to that, like you said, I wouldn't be opposed to no conferences. I think that that'll spice it up a little bit. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it's just, I don't think it's it's fair to a lot of guys, man, just because their organization sucks. Right. There's nothing they can do about it. So I'm gonna kinda just leave it leave it there. I think something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what. So I, that was just my, my opinion on that. Yeah, the the NBA pretty much gets it right for the most part about implementing changes and stuff like that. So, you know, you know, with the way the game is evolving with fans and stuff like that, hopefully it could be more tweaks and changes to the game that gives it a um um, just just a better game overall. I think we we would like to see that, and you know, hopefully they're able to do that. Um, another big thing in the NBA this week, and this is um a topic that you know we've talked off mic about in the past and things like that. Maybe not as in depth as we gonna get into it, but you know, Kyrie Irving and, I, and I've had my own feelings about 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 Kyrie, man. Yeah, he a rehater, y'all. No, I, I I mess with Kyrie, man. I just think some of the stuff he does is kind of. Well, if he messed with Kyrie, I don't want to see what the fuck he looked like with somebody <laughs> don't. Go ahead. You know, some of the things Kyrie do are weird to me, and maybe they're not meant to be weird, but I, I'm just, you know, I don't know what, what his intentions are. But, you know, he's a, he seems to be a, a real good dude off the court who's really, you know, starting to, to um, take his place as far as, like, talking about political things and things going on in the neighborhoods and the community. So he came out this week and said Kobe Bryant should be the logo of the NBA. And, you know, this has been talk in the past about the logo being changed. Now, mind you, Jerry West is the logo, quote unquote, but he's come out and said he doesn't really know if he's the logo. Honestly, he said that, but they've said, you know, that clearly looks like a silhouette of you. He said he wouldn't mind it, it being changed or whatever. Cause I don't think he gets royalties from that or, or, or anything like that. So Kyrie made a post on Instagram that says, Gotta happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league. Totally true. No doubt about it. The NBA, probably 90%, maybe a little less, is black. Kobe Bryant being the logo, one of the greatest players of all time, top three, in my opinion. But I'm guessing the statement that kind of rubbed people the wrong way is Black Kings built the league. Because clearly... There were white people to help build the league. So, did black kings build the league more so than these white players or white, you know, people in uh, positions of power? Possibly. But I think the statement is, is what kind of set off the, the firestorm of um of opinions about the, the situation. How you feel about that? I think the statement was a blanket statement mm-hmm. um, that has a lot of truth to it. Right. Of course, anything black power in America is going to rub people the wrong way. Uh, also, I think the logo does need to change. Mm-hmm. And not for any other reason except Mark. And you might want to take the cap off too, buddy. Um, yeah, he just tried to pour. I'm tripping today, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm really... Uh, 
tripping yeah. today. Get back and on topic. <laughs> do the wild boy. Man. The liquor working for him, and he only had a couple shots. I'm yeah. tripping. Getting back on topic. Um, anything black power, anything black empowerment is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Because the history of America, it is what it is. I'm going to have to give you guys a history lesson. Mm-hmm. If not, just take a look at the last year in America. That should give you a really strong indication of how far behind America really is. On, Definitely. On equality, both gender and race, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as what Kyrie said, I want to say I agree with it. Now, if we want to get real technical and literal about his statement, built, maybe not, because we weren't allowed to play in the league. Right, but as the far Boston as, Celtics was white as hell for a long exactly. ass time. But as far as made the game popular, elevated the performance of it, elevated the revenue, all facets of it, you know, the, the competition level, everything was because of black athletes, mm-hmm. and that goes without saying. It also goes. On a broader spectrum, we can say just about every sport. And white people know it. Mm-hmm. Asian people know it. Everyone knows that black have superiority when it comes to athleticism, period. You know, that's why they always tell us to shut up and dribble. <laughs> I mean, all right, bitch, we're going to shut up and dribble, and we also want y'all to change this logo. Right. Doesn't need to be Kobe. I don't care if it's Kobe. I don't think it'll ever be Mike because Mike has... Uh, an emblem that is known. And Nike is not going to let you put that jump man on that fucking NBA logo without giving them a is that whole not, lot of money. That was my. That was going to be a question of mine because it's like, well, Jordan brand is not like a his own brand. So, like, do Mike... I'm a subsidiary of Nike. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering because I'm like, do Mike... Mike has to own that by now, I mean, right? Yeah, but I still think this... Nike. Could it be the fadeaway Mike or the Mike at Utah with the, I'm with the hand up? I'm going to tell you how I know it's Nike. Uh-huh. Because on the sneaker app. Yeah. Well. Where them Jordans come out at? There it is. It, Jordan don't have his own app. Nike.com, Jordan is underneath the categories. Mm-hmm. So, it's still Nike. I know they've been battling, but it's still Nike. Nike mm-hmm. is not letting that go. That's their bread and butter. Right? But it needs to be somebody. Shit, it could be fucking Bill Russell who I think probably is the one that really is a strong proponent of who really built the league. Yeah. You know, on and off the court. Would it be Bill grabbing a rebound with the low-top chuckers on? Or? Damn, it could be Bill's goddamn face for all I care. You know? um, But it's funny because I actually like the picture that Kyrie posted of Kobe. Like, if it was to become a real silhouette Mm -hmm. and make it just white the way the way the NBA logo is now, I think it would be a great logo. And it doesn't really derive too much from the way the real logo is right now. Right. But we would just know it's Kobe. And it mm-hmm. would really give us a lot of power. Now I know Adam Silver is going to be in a tough situation, man. I would hate to be him. Mm-hmm. I think he's handled a lot of things, social justice. Better than any owner in any professional sport. I really do. Um, do I think it's going to happen? No. Because it's one of those things where it's a, a brand now. Like mm-hmm. the NBA logo was a brand. It's known worldwide. And if you change it now, will it diminish the value of it? Not necessarily the value 
of the 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 look of the brand is uh-huh. what it stands for. Now you're getting into some real tough issues where a lot of countries still don't fuck with us, bro. Definitely. And it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of veering off from the topic where you got Jeremy Lin screaming right now because people are calling him Corona. On court. Coronavirus? And not for me to sound <laughs> insensitive, <laughs> but he's starting to feel like what it feels to be black. Yeah. You know, when we were going places, people calling us monkey and nigga and jigaboo and y'all, y'all know the names. You know, now you're starting to know what it feels like. That's wild. If if, if dudes on court is calling him coronavirus, I mean, though, man, like shit. We I played where people have called me a nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, you black ass bitch, all kind of stuff. You know, so it's just now the world is starting to see what we've been screaming about for over four hundred years, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And y'all like y'all want us to hop up and 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 come kumbaya with y'all, where it took y'all four hundred plus years for y'all to come march with us. Right. And I'm not saying that there haven't been other races and ethnicities that have come to aid, but I'm saying in the masses, the way 2020 was, like there were all colors and creed. Like, hey, okay, we understand now. Like, well, damn, Why it, did it took how many bodies to be dead in the street? How many times y'all have seen the police beat our ass in the street? How many times y'all have seen us hanging from trees? And again, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but y'all are just starting to see. So, And it take y'all seeing it to believe it. It's like, damn, what the fuck? Y'all think we've been lying about this shit going on for, right, for these many years? Wolf? Like, what the fuck? So, yeah. Y- y'all starting to see now. And not, not, not saying that y'all are our listeners or aren't or are our listeners, but get hit with the program, man. So, yeah. Kyrie's on to something. I don't know if it's Kobe. I don't know if it's going to happen. But what I like that Kyrie does a lot, man, is he makes people do what we're doing right now. Is have the conversation. Definitely. And you I think... Know, you know, everybody keeps saying, like, what's next? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that people are talking about it is is good. Because you may not change nobody's mind. Like, nobody's mind is going to get changed right then and there. Nope. But the fact that I implanted that thought into your, your head, it may manifest into something it may not you know it may not change you but it may change your child if y'all have the conversation or whatever but the conversation is where it needs to start mm-hmm. and then action needs to be followed by it so i applaud Kyrie for at least putting a manifestation out there man it, it it may turn into something it may not he may see the benefit of it he may not but at least he's making people talk about it man so Shout out to him, even though you're a Kyrie hater. Shout out to Kyrie, man. I got I got Kyrie shoes, man. I mean, you I don't like Nike shoes. You don't fuck with Kyrie. They Kyrie's, man. I got like three pair of Kyrie's, man. I rock with Kyrie, man. Do I think some of his stuff is kind of he goes about it maybe in a in a different way or a way maybe he shouldn't? Yeah, but I mean, he's a obviously a talented player, one of the most talented players to ever play in the game. And he's really starting to come into his own as far as speaking on social social justice. And the things of that nature. So I salute him. I mean, the conversation about the logo, and he doubled down on it yesterday too, and said, you know, he's going to do what he can do to to see that change. Now, me personally, again, Kobe Bryant being the logo, no issue with that at all. Top three player in my opinion to ever play the game of basketball. My personal opinion would be nobody probably has elevated the game to where it's at, like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan pretty much, well, Magic 
and Larry Bird kind of saved. I'm not going to say kind of. Magic and Larry Bird saved the league when the NBA was on tape delay, as my dad always saying. And you were seeing one, maybe two games a week. And then Michael Jordan took the NBA to heights that it's never seen. So Kobe came in at a time with Shaq, the, the Allen Iversons, the Tim Duncans, the Jason Kidds. Clearly Kobe stood out above them due to his game. He's the second coming of Mike, the remix of Mike. You know, now we got... They don't disrespect my man like that. Who? He's not the second coming of Mike. He's his own person. He is his own person, but so, he's the second coming of Mike. He's not the second coming of Mike. He, pat- he patterned his whole game, the game after Mike. But see, that's where I always say Mike kind of fell short to me. Because his game, yes. But the personalities were totally different. Okay, well, let me know. Okay, the yeah. second coming of Mike... Basketball wise, basketball wise, yeah, personality. I, he had a he had a little bit of Mike Man. personality, but Mike was corny as fuck to me. But go ahead, I'm not gonna speak ill of the dead. Kobe had corny, not as well. Basically, hey, my first man, of all, my man, Kobe does not wear these motherfucking bell bottoms. <laughs> these goddamn, <laughs> come on, man, come on. If you want to talk about it, dog, you know I got. My man's Kobe tied on me, so I'm gonna go to bat for him. But this nigga Mike, bro, come on, what's the, the punk ass hoop earring? The like, worst. Out, we gonna talk. We gonna talk. The worst dressing, um, corny as fuck. Celebrity ever. And a nigga just now becoming socially involved with all the oppression we've had through his time, especially when he was at the height of his game. Yeah. He was always quiet about that shit. Now you want to do something, man. I'm just not a huge Mike fan. Yeah, it's neither here nor there. That's not that's off topic. I can't speak on you know. Normally, anybody know me know what I always say. Why Mike can't be the goat? But I'm not gonna speak that on this podcast because we're trying to get sponsors. So once we get the sponsors, I'll say that shit. But until then, hey Mike, send shoes, send jogging suits, send nothing like that. I don't really you know you're a terrible owner, but you make a good a good retro shoe for the most part. But again. Even the way LeBron has elevated the game now, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Mike could be the logo. Mm -hmm. I'm not against Bill Russell. I'm not against Kareem. I'm definitely not against Kobe. I think the logo, I mean, I'm fine if the logo never changes, but, I mean, I think it would be the first time in history maybe, I think. The NFL logo, to my knowledge, has always been the shield or whatever, as far as I could think of. Um, I I can't recall any other. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any other logo like being changed like that because like the MLB logo is a dude swinging the bat, but they've never said, "Oh, that's Pete Rose or Babe Ruth." So, so here, I mean, here's me playing devil advocate again, right? Will we have this conversation if Kobe never died and he was still alive? Nope. Nope. I think it's always been well, if they change the logo, you know, outside of his fans and you know, players. Well, players are fans of him too. Mm-hmm. I think it would always be where well, it got to be Mike because Mike did this to help the league. You know what I'm saying? Not I, even Mike. I'm just saying what they be screaming. Even if we had all of the social unrest that we had last year, mm-hmm. if Kobe was alive, would we be talking about let's change the logo? I don't think we'd be talking about changing the logo to him, but they've had conversations in the past about the logo should be changed. I think Kobe's death, the way it happened – you know, we just passed a year of it happening, and it's still so fresh in our minds. You know, then you got things like Meek 
the um the lyric in the song. I never heard. I haven't even heard that song yet. Yeah, I, I've yeah. read the lyric, so you know, like a, a lot of people are saying, like I don't know how he placed it. Exactly. You know we saying? don't know if it's a play on words or what, man. Like, right. Let, let's let's have all of the facts. Since every time we get killed in the street or get our ass beat, let's have all of the facts first. Let's mm-hmm. have, let's hear the song a few times first, people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, I just think the stars are aligned right now, and it does make sense for Kobe to be the logo. But I don't think if he was still with us, right, we would be having a conversation. I don't even think we'd be having a conversation about changing the logo. I just think all of the stars are aligned right now with the social unrest that we had in the past year and how the NBA and all the companies are starting to take a real charge with diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and equality and everything that, you know, Kyrie is making that, it's putting that pressure on the NBA. Black Kings built this league. I, I definitely I agree with that, Kyrie, though. That's a hell of a statement right there. I agree as well. And like I said, I think that's what pushed that conversation forward to give people more opinions because nobody's questioning Kobe being the logo. I think when he said the Black Kings thing, that kind of, you know, touched some people wrong. Like, hey, well, you know, these guys did this and that, which is true. But, I mean, it's been built off off us. Not to, you know, say anybody else didn't help, you know, lay the groundwork for that. But, I mean... You know, it's a good conversation to have, and I'm sure over the over the few next few weeks and months, you know, if Kyrie continues to push it like he says he's going to push it, then it'll definitely be um, a, a conversation to be had. Which is um, Draymond a couple weeks ago had a, um, a thing about the owners and how they were going about um, trades, things like that, like um, the Andre Drummond situation where they came out and said we're not going to play him, we're looking to trade him. And, you know, the thing with Anthony Davis a couple years ago was he said he wanted to get traded from New Orleans. And they sat, they played him a certain amount of minutes. They sat him. He wasn't injured or nothing like that. Like, Drummond's not injured or nothing. But Anthony Davis came out and said that on his own, and he got fined $100,000. The Cavs came out and said, we're not playing Andre Drummond. You know, we're open for business, basically. We're going to move him. And Draymond was saying, like, why is ownership not criticized? or fine for things like that. But if a player comes out and says that's what he wants to do, then he's criticized. And then, to take it a step further, Deshaun Watson. You know, the Houston Texans are clearly a poorly ran organization. They traded their number one receiver for a second round pick and nothing else, a bag of fucking cherries. I don't fucking know. Um, But they let J.J. Watt, they released him. Just gave him his opportunity to go play somewhere else. Now, Deshaun Watson, of course, he signed his contract. We know that. The organization was pretty fucked up even when he signed his contract. But him being seemed like a loyal guy, he tried to stick with it and see. But now, you know, he, he wants to move on. Same thing. Russell Wilson agent just came out today and said, well, Russell's not asking to be traded. But if he was to be traded, these are the teams he's looking at. Why is it that players can't have the power to dictate where they want to go, but ownership can trade you like the drop of a dime and say, well, you know, it's just a part of the business. How how you feel about that, Ghost? Well, you, you hit on a lot of a lot of key points and I'm gonna try to go in order and not be all over the place. Um, one, Draymond's statement made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Right. But on the flip side of let, let's let's be realistic here, right? The fact that you're calling them owners is the problem, right? 
we're not in the 19 fucking hundreds and the 1800s, <laughs> right? You can't own anybody. You own the team. Right. Right? You have majority ownership of the team. Mm-hmm. But you don't own these players, right? So we live in America, which gives you free speech, which is a gift and a curse. Just like somebody can call you a nigger in the street, you can voice your opinion about whatever the fuck you want, right? So... These players are saying, look, I want to control my own destiny. Just like every other American here, you can change jobs as you see fit. Mm-hmm. Right? I signed this contract with you guys. But when shit goes bad, I should be able to jump shit. Just like when shit goes bad, y'all able to trade. Lay off. All of that. Close. Right? All type of shit. But on the flip side, again, like if you go into regular working class citizens, right? When a company's doing bad, they lay you off. You're able to leave whenever they see fit. They're able to lay you off whenever they see fit. They're able to fire you or whatever, right? Even if I sign this contract with you that you're going to pay me X amount of dollars, whenever they decide it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. It's just how it is, man. It's just just how our, our, our world works. Now, with them... You know, they have a little more leniency because they can control the bottom dollar a little more than, you know, Sally Sue over here who's an accountant, right? Um, there are not many people. Cross her name, do. Sally Sue. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to keep the gender neutral. Gotcha. Um, there, I lost my train of thought. Oh, there are a lot less people who can do what they do. Mm-hmm. So they have a little more, you know, a little more um, leniency as far as what they can and cannot say. Right. If you go into your manager's office like, listen, my man, if you don't give me 57000 more dollars right now on walking out that door, they don't let you walk out that door because they know they can find somebody to do what you do. Mm-hmm. If LeBron James walks into Genie Bus office and say, I want $57 million, whether it's on the books or off the books, guess what Genie Bus is going to do? figure out a way to get LeBron James that fits seven million because nobody's gonna bring money to her organization the way that he can. Facts. Right? Deshaun Watson. I don't know how to feel about that. Cause my man, you just signed this contract. Like mm-hmm. just signed this contract. Ink still fresh on the paper. So it's like I feel you, the organization is shit. You feel like they're not doing the right things. But I feel the organization too, like, we just paid you this money. And now, and now with J.J. Watt being gone, who's been there for a decade, Deshaun Watson is now the most recognizable face. He's the face of the franchise. The quarterback is always, for the most part, the face. With James Harden being gone, Deshaun Watson is the most recognizable face in Texas, besides Luka. Facts. Facts. That's that's another situation to, to bring in. Not to jump, like you said, jump from topic to topic, but the way James Harden handled his situation. He handled his situation poorly and still was able to get to where he want to go and and mind you the way he was handling the situation he was fat he was hanging out with little baby with no mask on doing this that and the third basically threw his team under the bus after the loss to the lakers a month later people are discussing him as an mvp candidate like winning just cures all in a lot of a lot of ways i mean well when you're at the top of your game man you can kind of do things like the shine Deshaun can can try to force his hand, but he's not in the same position as a James Harden. He's not in the same position as a Russell Wilson. He not he now he did just have his best statistical season 
as a quarterback. True, but you just you just signed his contract. You just signed it. Like, his, I think his hands are cuffed. Like, if if Houston wants to, I mean, yeah, Houston, right? Houston, yep. Texas. If Houston wants to, they can just be like, man, fuck what you talking about. Sit out, give us that twenty-seven million dollars off that signing bonus. Take this three million dollar fine, and let's see how long you can. Like, we can wait you out. And it seems like he's he's pretty adamant. I read a report today. That's fine. We, he told the coach, see. "I don't plan on playing for y'all." That's we gonna see how many you gonna retire right now. I don't think he retires. I think he gonna have to because even if he does retire and decides to come back, they still gonna own his rights, and that's the problem: owning someone's rights. Right. Calvin Johnson with the Lions, same same thing. He retired. Because he was fed up with the organization. It seemed like he probably would have came back or tried to come back, but they didn't really give him the, the option to do that. But And he had to pay them some money back. Right. Lions. But Matt Stafford walked in. Yo, y'all about to go. We about to go through another leadership change. I don't think I want to be here. They traded him. Now, they could have traded him to any fucking team in the NFL. They traded him to the team with the – with the number one defense in the league, and it's a nice, sunny L.A., nice, brand-new stadium. Listen, man. I'm all about athletes having their power. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like you should be able to go to your ownership like, listen, man, this not working. I want y'all to get the most value y'all can from me, mm-hmm. but I need to get the hell out of here. Because ownership won't do that for him. If they just feel like he had a bad season, they could be offensive linemen missing, not enough weapons. You know what ownership well, would do? I understand it, man. It's, those are your assets. Mm-hmm. Whether we like the verbiage that they're using or not assets, um, value, all of that. It is what it is. They're running a business, and you're their asset. Just like when you're an employee at General Motors or you're an employee at Apple, you're their assets. If your assets aren't performing, you remove them to find better value assets. Agreed. Agreed. So, Deshaun Watson is the most valuable asset, man. And they feel like there's nothing out there that's going to get them the value that he brings. So, I I understand it. It's really not even the ownership that's making a big deal about it. It's really the media. Mm -hmm. The media is blowing it out of proportion. Like, do I think he... Should be able to demand a trade privately to the ownerships and they should respect it? Yes. But when you don't get the response, the court of public opinion is a motherfucker, man. It makes companies do what they don't want to do. It makes politicians do what they want to do. It makes celeb- It makes everybody. If you get enough public scrutiny, you're going to succumb to it. It forces your hand. It definitely forces your hand. When the, when the NFL season starts, it's Deshaun Watson in the Houston Texans jersey. I think so. You think so? I, I think, think so. I think they move them. I think they're going to get. I don't think they're going to get any value for them, man. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be crazy. I think they're going to get a King's Ransom for them. Maybe. I think they're going to trade, trade them and get as much as they can get. I mean, the Rams, the Lions kind of fucking, I hate to use the word rape. Rape the Rams. But I'll say this, and this is kind of going off topic, but I think it has some kind of correlation. We got Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. We got George Floyd. We got Aubrey Graham. How many convictions have we had? Uh-huh. I rest my case. The white man, <laughs> corporations, they do what they want. 
It's just that simple. When you have money and power, you can do what you want. It's a sad fact of life, man. Definitely is, man. And it um it sucks, man. It just it, seems it like it is. It's just it's just the way of the world, man. And I'm not saying that we have to accept it, but we just have to know it exists. That's all I'm saying. Money over morals, man. That's how a lot of things a lot of things go. Speaking of, of money, not to count anybody's pockets, but the, She's counting pockets. The 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 great my goat, the great um the great hove, Jay Z sold fifty percent of Ace of Spades. Have we found out for how much it? I want to say they said maybe two hundred and fifty million. Boy, that man, know how to move some money. Sold it to Moet Hennessy. So shout out if Louis y'all time Moet Hennessy. Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. So if y'all got stock in that. Check it. It's it's that going is, up. That is correct. It's up. It's up and it's stuck. Um, sold fifty percent of that to um, Louis Vuitton, away Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Retained um, the other fifty percent stake of it. Um, reportedly between two hundred and fifty to five hundred million dollars. Now he bought it for thirty million. Started off as an investment. Bought it for thirty million in two thousand six, I believe. And now he didn't came up like a motherfucker off that like. Has there ever been a businessman in the game, the music game? Well, I mean, I guess that's tough to say because I'm not as privy to everything in music. But rap-wise, has there ever been a better businessman in the rap game than than Sean Jay-Z Carter? I mean, I think there are a few. I think he's one of the better ones, for sure. I think Dre's a great businessman. You know, Definitely ate off um, off beats for sure. I mean, he ate off his production too, right? Um, I, I, I would throw Diddy in there as well. Mm-hmm. Diddy has made some very, very good investments. Uh, quietly, I think Chameleonaire is in there, and a lot of people don't know about this. Big in the tech world, the, the investments he's made. Um, but as far as if we want to throw somebody at the number one spot, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to having Hove up there. Mm-hmm. At all, like I said, uh, I think Dre Dre should be there. Oh, I'm not gonna forget about Curtis. Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson. Definitely, Curtis doing the uh, <laughs> Curtis. Curtis is doing a lot um, in the TV world. He got the BMF series coming. He got the third, the second spinoff of Power mm-hmm. coming. His I think it's called Raising Kane. And then he think he got um, mm-hmm. the one with Tommy. I forget the name of that one. Yeah. Of course, he had the um, Tariq's. What was the name of? Um, the second one, the second power, the first power spinoff this past Book one with Tariq. Of Ghost, Book of Ghosts, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tariq for finally getting some buns in there. Um, those are definitely, I would say, Jay, um, Puff, Dre, 50. Um, I feel like Drake's a good businessman. Maybe not to, to their level yet, but. We're missing someone. We're missing someone, for sure. Oh, oh, the great, um, the great Kanye West. That's not who I was thinking of, but yeah, Kanye has made some great business deals as well. Oh, shit, he about to go through another one with uh getting divorced. Yeah, he better have a good lawyer, man. I hope I hope he do, cause I mean I don't know, man. She he may get some of her money though. I mean to you, I mean you would think to use his likeness going forward in those shows that you know he would be able to to get something. Um, Jay also this week invested in Perch Credit App, which um. From what I what I've read is aimed at helping minorities boost their credit scores, which as we all know in this world, credit is is, is so major. 
And um, the app, I guess, is going to help people. And uh, the way it's going to build is through Hulu and Netflix payments, according to um, some of the things I've read. So, um, I mean, that's major because a lot of people definitely have Netflix. A lot of people definitely have Hulu. Oh, also Spotify, which, by the way, we're on Spotify. Check us out, 87 Podcast, 37 Podcast, 37 Podcast on Spotify. Definitely got to promote. So, y'all check that out on Spotify and Anchor, by the way. So, um, that's another big thing. And it's going to allow um, the company to grant free access, to grant access to free credit building and financial literacy content, which is so major in our community because, you know, especially now with us getting more into investments and things like that, you know, due to last year, you know, I know you was ahead of the game on that ghost. I mean, um, financial literacy is something that should be taught in school because it's, it's very important, especially in the times we had now where, um, it's more entrepreneurship, it's more business building and, you know, teaching the same old shit y'all been teaching for a hundred, 200 years in school when that's not really going to, help me in life, you know, no offense to the periodic table or the Pythagorean theorem or things like that, but that's just not really going to be useful in my life going forward. True. So, um, being financially literate, you know, and in black households, most times that's not taught. I wasn't taught financial literacy at home. I wasn't taught a about having a bank account or how to diversify funds and investments and things like that. I learned over time through talking with you and talking to, you know, people I know and, you know, finding things out like that, but it wasn't given to me. And I feel like that's definitely something that's lacking in, in schools, definitely in the, uh, in the um, inner city, oh, for sure. our communities. And that's something that definitely should be um, put into schools, like no question. Um, so with this app, maybe that's going to help a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, become more financially um, literate about things because it's, it's definitely needed, man. And, and we're getting access to so much money. A lot of people are starting to work so young and, and doing a lot of things on the tech side and with entrepreneurship as far as like the YouTube and the social media and all the content, digital content people are, are putting out. You need to know how to, how to move your money and make your money make money. You know, we're past the days of, you know, I got to work the nine to five or the 12 hours and save this amount of my paycheck. And I'm going to live like that. Like, it's like, no, I'm going to put money in into this stock and this stock. And I'm going to, you know, make my money, make me more money. So I don't have to retire when I'm 60 fucking five and then live off that. I can retire when I'm 45. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can retire when I'm 35 if I did, you know, right, man. What, what do you think about as far as financial literacy for, for, you know, the people coming up and even people you know, our age and older? Um, me personally, I think it's probably top two. Uh-huh. Not two. One. <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly do. I really think that that is part of the system, systematic oppression that is put upon us. I think Jay-Z is doing a wonderful thing with the making of whatever app that he has. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it to speak on it, so if that's what you just summarize as the basis of it, I think it's a wonderful thing. As, as far as I as far as I've read, yeah. Uh, but just as far as financial literacy, I think black people in general. You know, I'm not saying all. I'm just saying in general. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just rephrase that. I think minorities. Period. All minority groups 
need to have a real a real grasp on financial literacy because we tend to make less than the majority I think we need to understand like okay how can we make this little that we have mm-hmm. work for us you know now I think times are changing you know whether it's how we invest where we invest uh, what we invest in is becoming a little easier than it was you know in previous years but we still need to know what the hell we investing in like instead of just turn on the TV and you see some financial analyst saying this is where you should throw your money right I don't think that's how you should invest I think you should know how to do your own research and even know what you're looking at you know uh, on the flip side, I think we need to focus more on um, community, investing in our community, mm-hmm. because that could pay dividends as well. Definitely, uh, we keep the we, we keep that dollar circulating within us, like like other um right. other and races other do, other, other cultures, cultures definitely, definitely do. Definitely, you know, but again, it's just it's just part of us being oppressed for so long when we get something man we just want to hold on to it mm-hmm. and for us to break this cycle this vicious cycle that we're in we're going to have to a we're gonna to have to trust each other a lot more mm-hmm. you know because we were taught you know that motherfucking ain't shit which is part of the whole crab in the barrel mm-hmm. and we're gonna to have to learn together you know educate each other if i know you should know if you if you know he should know you know, and then we we need to uplift each other that way. Yeah. Um, but as you know, me personally, I think financial literacy is the utmost, the utmost important thing. Like you need to read and write, and after you learn to read and write and count, you need financial literacy. After mm-hmm. that, you can learn any other skill. And there's so many resources out here. I just really think we just need to take the time to sit down and just learn it. You know. I know, I know a lot of us are who are not comfortable with finance and, and even technology tend to like, listen, how much can I pay you to do it for me? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like, and I tell, I tell you all the time, I'm not doing it for you because I don't know what your risk is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your comfort level is. So I can't do it for you. And then if it doesn't turn out the way you expect it going in, you're going to blame me. Right. So I would rather teach you how to fish than to feed you the fish. Mm-hmm. So now, if it doesn't go the way you expected it, you have no one blame but yourself because either A, you didn't do enough research, or B, it's just how it is sometimes. You know, yeah. you, you win something, you lose something. And that is very real, especially when it comes to the financial industry. But if you do enough research and if you learn enough, you can make calculated decisions where you can tip the odds in your favor. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to win 100% of the time, but if you win 70% of the time and you win more in that 70% of the time than you lose in that 30% of the time, you're going to come out on top. And that's all they're doing on Wall Street. So that's that's just my take on things. I think it's, it's very important. I think we as a people really need to hone in on that aspect instead of, the blind leading the blind. I'm really getting frustrated. I hop on Facebook. I think it's a beautiful thing, but I really get frustrated with there being so many fucking financial analysts on my time. <laughs> like everybody is telling people what stock to get in, what crypto to invest in. 
like I get it, man. Like you feel like if I should know, like I said, if I should know, you should know. Mm-hmm. But let's not lead people down these dark alleys, man, and not knowing what's on the other end of stuff. Like, do your research. Please do your research. And I'm not saying that these people shouldn't share this information because I really think that they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. But people, please, just because Tommy Boy said he made $40,000 last year off of a certain stock, that you should follow everything he says. Because he may have made 40000 last year because everything was on sale because of COVID. Let's mm-hmm. really think of that. Now let's see who are really doing their homework when things are starting to become back to normal and the financial market is, is growing at a pace of 5 to 12% instead of three, 400% that it was last year. It was easy to make money last year. Facts. Everybody fucking made money last year. Everything was on sale at the beginning of the year. So if you bought in at any point in time, it was it was a sale. All right? Now let's see. So just do your research, people, and please, please, please be careful. Because there's a lot of good information out here, but there's a lot of piss-poor information. And a lot of piss-poor information is coming off that goddamn TV where they're trying to steer you away from some very, very, very good opportunities. I'm not going to say who, what, when, or where. I'm just saying that just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Do your research. Do your own due diligence. And just think about if they telling you they made 40000 off of this, they're not telling you that they lost 20000 off of that. they telling you the wins. They're not telling you the losses. And just that's like motherfuckers do with them parlays, man. Man. They're going to post them wins. They ain't posting all them L's. Fan dude been fucking me for the last month and a half, man. man. Listen, you and me both, brother. I swear it's like an ex-girlfriend you can't get rid of. I've been there. Man. Shit was like a leech. Had to get the fuck on, man. But I keep going back. Not to the ex-girlfriend, of course, but to, to fan dude, man. I'm going to hit on these parlays. And the crazy thing is, you might bet $10 and think, man, yeah, I'm going to just win a quick 250 tonight. And then you'd be like, you know what, fuck it, man. Let me just go try to get this 80000 off, yep. <laughs> off of this bet. I'm man. definitely chasing 80000 every week. Man. I'm going to hit one day. I may, I may be... Cold and dead, but that may be my last one I hit on. At least my grandkids can have it. Yeah, man. I see everybody. I see a lot of women getting into the fan duel too, man. Betting, yeah, man. I love it. Love yeah, shit. man. Everybody, you know, with the online betting shit, man. I've seen a lot of my friends. Well, I know a lot of my friends have been betting. They've won some. They've lost some. And they've not talked about that shit for weeks. So, uh, yeah. hey, man. Shout out to everybody that's, you know, hitting on fan duel, man. Senior man's, you know. A couple bucks, man. Help to the podcast, man. You know, we trying to uh, get a video on this shit. So anything you want to donate, man, we'll put you on the show, man. Make you a um, .001% owner in uh, the 87 podcast, hey, man. You can say you're an owner or something. Right, man. That's a start, man. We'll get you a mask, man. I'm, oh, my God. I'm glad I brought that up. Shout out to at Sneak Peek on Instagram. Y'all check her out at underscore sneak peek she did my mask if y'all been seeing the 87 podcast mask i had on she did that she she does mask she also owns um mixing vixen which is um an event um planning um thing um she does like the um the bar cart too she comes she sets up and everything decorates so she did the mask she's doing mask now um y'all check her out for all your mask needs for parties and things like that man she she's very good with it reasonable pricing and you get your your mask in a, in a good amount of time so y'all check her out she's been supporting the podcast from day one she looked out i got more masks coming so when y'all hear this 
you know, message me on Instagram at the 87 podcast and let me know what color you want the mask. And I'm going to make sure uh, I get y'all a mask. I got to get ghost a mask. You know, that's my co-host. Oh, my God, look, man. Ain't that a shame? Y'all? Yeah, man. I, I, I ain't been on my shit, man. It was it was a long week, man. So I got to uh, I got to get that together. So to continue our, our Russell Wilson topic, you know, we talked about the football side of Russell, but um, the topic that Ghost wanted to talk about as far as Russell is the outside the football topic. You know what I'm saying? So Russell and, and his beautiful, lovely wife, the lovely Sierra, you know, they've been a talk, you know, in black Twitter, as I always like to say. They've been a talk on black Twitter since they got together, you know, and the niggas, <laughs> as I like to say, they kind of describe Russell as a simp, a, simp, a cornball, the corniest of corn. You know what I'm saying? And I and it's because of how his relationship is is portrayed with Sierra and, and Ghost had a good topic um, for this episode that he want to bring on. So I'm gonna let him go ahead and jump into that. So my question to you all is. Should somebody's preference offend someone else, right? So if I have a preference, let's use the B. Simone reference, right? She, a while ago, I don't remember how many months ago it was, said that whoever she dates can't have a 9 to 5, right? She won't date anybody with 9 to 5 because they can't relate to her lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? And it rubbed a lot of motherfuckers the wrong way. And I felt like, that's her preference. How can you be pissed off? She just explained that if you got nine to five, basically don't holler at it because she can't get with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Not saying that you are beneath her. Not saying that you ain't shit. It's just not what she's looking for. Right. Some people have a preference where they don't like a f- certain skin color. Light skin, dark skin. We've seen plenty of people attacking celebrities. I only like light skin girls or I don't like... I like exotic women. Exotic. You know, whatever their preference is, it's their preference. Now, I think people get offended because they don't fit the criteria. If you fall in that category, you'd be like, shit, I'm cool. But when you don't, is when, fuck that motherfucker, he ain't... <laughs> like, damn. You know, I'm pretty sure everyone whose ears are listening to this podcast right now has some sort of preference when it comes to whatever your sexual orientation is. You have it. It's natural. Mm-hmm. But why get offended when whatever attribute you have or don't have doesn't fall in line with someone else? What's your take on it? My biggest take on that, I agree with everything you said, but I'm just going to go to the source. Social media dictates how people think social media if social media was just and it's a section of social media mostly women that you know relationship goals they post russell and sierra like those are their relationship goals mind you these are two famous motherfucking people right so nothing wrong with saying you want to attain those goals maybe you just like how their relationship looks we don't know the ins and outs but on the outside looking in it seems as though they really love each other, which I think they do, right. but it's social media. And then you got that other bigger half of social media that sees Sierra as future's baby mama mm-hmm. and sees Russell Wilson as this corny motherfucker that plays football. And I think a lot of things from social media 
dictates people's lives more than they let on. I mean, it shouldn't be corny to love your lady, love to, to love your wife. It shouldn't be corny, you know. Now, you can joke on your mans and your homies if you feel like, oh, man, that's corny, you doing that, but that's your man, you know. That's his wife, that's his lady, that's how he feel. Like, you know, that's cool. But I think social media, and I'll even go even further, like, a lot of people, how they grew up, like, a lot of people think, like, having one woman is corny. Like, being in love, that shit weak, bro. Like, you got to have a hose and, you know, da 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 right. And I'm not going to say if you're single, you shouldn't be able to date multiple women. And women, if you're single, you shouldn't be able to date multiple men. That's your choice. But it should never be corny to to show, you know, love for your man or show love, you know, for your woman. And I think social media has made it seem as though when you do something real loving, real caring, and you show your affection in a in a passionate way, that, you know, ah man, that shit weak. That shit corny. You know what I'm saying? You see what he doing over there, he ain't doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Why why he doing that? I mean, listen, Russell Wilson's job is to play football. What he does in his personal life, his personal preference, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure in the past I said Russell Wilson is corny. I'm almost sure I said Russell Wilson is corny. But he's not corny because of how he shows his love for Sierra. He loves his wife. He loves that woman dearly. I say he corny because Russell just be dressing and looking like he corny sometimes. But that don't that don't make him corny for how he know he shows his love to Sierra. Now, as far as like you were saying, um, preference, like um, it's crazy. Um, again, back to the to the social media thing. Like, why do y'all care so much? Why do we as people care so much about other people's preference for any fucking thing? I give you a perfect example. You know what I'm saying? At my job where I'm working, y'all need to know all that. If y'all know, y'all know. You know, I'm friends with somebody on social media. They made a post about a young young lady that they probably don't even know, never had a conversation with, never even met, wearing Gucci shoes and wearing a Rolex to work. Like, it's doing too much, but that's her preference. Definitely doing too much for, for where I, um, I'm employed. Uh-huh. But how is what she's wearing affecting what you're doing? Like, that shit's not stopping your paycheck. That shit's not causing you not to be able to do your job. That's her preference to wear that to work. No matter how silly it may be to wear that at this place, that's her preference to do that. Why does her preference affect you to the point that you have to make you know, a status saying something about that. That shouldn't affect you like that. Whatever people want to do with their money, unless it's tied into something you have money in, you shouldn't care about that shit. People's preference is people's preference. If I prefer to have my steak medium or medium well, and you prefer to have your steak well done, I mean, clearly you don't know how to fuck eat your steak, but (laughs) that's your preference. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't bother me. How you like your steak. I'ma look at you like, okay, your steak gonna taste like leather, but hey, maybe you like leather steaks. That's yeah. not gonna bother me though. That's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I too once was a motherfucker that liked leather steaks. Now I like a nice, well cooked steak. But I say that to say, let people live their lives how they wanna live their life. 
whatever your preference is with anything. You have the right to have that preference. And, and that shit shouldn't, shouldn't bother other people. I know it's never going to stop because that's the world we live in. And TV and social media dictates so many people's lives. So that's how it's going to be. Because a lot of you motherfuckers, if Instagram and Facebook went down and Twitter went down for a week, some of you motherfuckers would like die. I agree. And the fact that you said social media, I think it's the number one reason. Everyone has a, such a such a strong opinion about things. Right? Mm-hmm. Before social media, your opinion was only voiced within your inner circle. Right. right? Those are the only people that heard it. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you're able to voice your displeasure on whatever celebrity status or on underneath someone's picture that you don't like or whatever. So I think it gives people this false sense of importance. Like your opinion really matters that fucking much when it really carries no fucking weight. <laughs> it really only carries weight to people who are shallow enough to really think opinions of strangers matter. Right. You know, um, I know people's opinions matter to some. And pan- the pandemic has showed that we need human interaction where, you know, that human interaction gives you some sense of wholeness, right? So you do need it. And social media is a, it's like high school, man. I'm, that's the best way to put it. It's like high school, man. It's a, it's a. The biggest high school ever. It's a cold world at times and it can be a real loving place at times, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to people's preference, man, let people be. Like, that's what makes humans unique. We're all different in some form or fashion. And just let people be different in their own space. If they're not infringing on whatever makes you money, brings you happiness, or your well-being, man, just let them be. Like, there are a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things I don't agree with. But if it's not directly affecting me, man, I just let it be. Just as long as you don't infringe on my well-being, I really don't care. And I just think it's sickening that Russell's name was drugged through the fucking mud because he expressed how much he loves his wife. But y'all praise Future for how fucking toxic he is. <laughs> he made March Madness. He did, and it was a wonderful song. He made- is a wonderful song. Top three songs for me ever. Ever. But... um. It's just crazy how it is. And, and social media made it that way. Like, toxic yep. has become the cool thing to be. Y'all look, y'all you know, seek y'all, toxic y'all, relationships. Y'all fucking post relationship goals, but chase after the most toxic human beings ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just think it's unfair uh, on Russell's behalf. Personally, I don't give a fuck. People's opinions can eat shit for all I care. I think they're like assholes. Everybody got them. You know, so just because you think your opinion matters and whatever you're doing is so perfect, the next person may think you're a fucking simp mm-hmm. or you're a dumb bitch. Yep. You know, because you won't leave that nigga alone and cheat on you a thousand times then it burns you 14,000 times, you know. And your relationship goes is, is Lori Harvey and Michael P. Jordan. Now, and it's like, what? I don't see a problem with that either. Like, if y'all, if Lori is going to be a young, single bitch and want to hop from dick to dick, if she's fucking them, she may not be fucking them. She could just be giving, giving them the look. 
Yeah, I'm just, I mean, shit, she a bad motherfucker. I ain't gonna get, I'm not about to, you know, act like she's not. Just like, uh, what's baby girl name that was cool with the Kardashians? Jordan Woods. Just like Jordan Woods. Salute you know, Jordan Woods was on the same path. You know, everybody was shitting on her. I mean, these are young, beautiful girls that are in the limelight. Because if they weren't in the limelight, y'all wouldn't know. Y'all wouldn't have these big opinions. If they didn't have Woods as a last name and associated with the Kardashians, if Harvey wasn't her last name, y'all wouldn't give a damn. Y'all yep. wouldn't. Because how many dicks have, has Megan Fox sat on? Yeah, think on that. Megan Fox, that's Transformers shit, right? Exactly. 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 You know, but that's not in our realm. That's not in black Twitter, Twitter's realm. But, it's yeah. A, it's a cold glass of milk right there. You know, like, <laughs> Jessica Biel. You know, like, there, there's been some, you know, but we always drag our own through the mud, man. I think it's sickening. People have their own preferences. Russell Wilson loves his wife. There shouldn't be any, anything wrong with Neither one of those things, man. Nope. Let people be. If you got your preference, and maybe your preference may be a Russell Wilson. That's why you're so goddamn upset. You might want a straight and narrow, God-fearing, you know, I want to do everything positive, be positive person. And that's why you're feeling some type of way. Or you may want a future and just live that kind of life. Yeah. Neither one of them is a, a, a right or wrong answer, man. Just... Don't judge people for wanting one or the other. You know what I mean? And that's just how I feel on the thing. Just like be Simone, right? Like if you don't want a nigga with a nine to five or you don't want a chick with a nine to five because they can't relate to you, there's nothing wrong with that. If you have a nine to five and you want somebody who has some structure and has a nine to five and is a good paying job, nothing wrong with that either. People have their preference, man. Like just as long as you're doing something for yourself, you're not out here bumming. It's cool with me, man. That's just that's just my take on things. That's just the take, man. We we give y'all 100%, you know, real shit. We not sugarcoating nothing. We just giving y'all our, our takes on things. I and also want to say we drank probably a half a liter of Casamigos. So if we slur a little bit, bear with us. But I think we did pretty good. We was on our we was on our Tay flow, man. Shout out to my, hey, my dog Tay. You will, you will be having that bus heavy on you will never hear him or that laugh on this podcast. Wow! I'm just, I'm just playing, man. We gonna have, we gonna have Tay on here one time. Wow! Man. Tay is like the Adrian Broner I'm of the clip. Right now, man, my parlay is looking a little shaky, y'all. So who, man, who, who got it shaky for you? Man, Schroeder and, and Gary Trent, man. We gonna see, we gonna see, man. Y'all pray for your man. Pray for my, pray for my dog Ghost, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. The link is on the 87 Podcast Instagram page. We'll be on YouTube soon. The YouTube channel, we're going to be moving from not just audio, audio to visual, man, so you can see the shit that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to get fresh every time. Yeah, man, you know, I said I in the first... Buy some new bus, man. I need to get some bus. I need to get some woods. It's real, it's man. I'm broke. I need y'all to donate to the podcast, man. These masks ain't cheap, even though they had a reasonable price, man. So, you know. Hey, man, we gonna, y'all going to have to get some of this merch we're going to be dropping soon. Definitely dropping merch, man. That that podcast merch is going to be moving. So, you know, appreciate the love, man. Y'all keep listening. We'll be back next week with episode four. We might have some special guests. 
that's, that's about the changing plan. my name to Franklin because Snowfall came out, but we'll see. Shout out to shout out. To, you know what? We're gonna touch on um, Snowfall too next week, man. We had yeah. to kind of compact things in. We're gonna touch on Snowfall and a lot of other topics, man. So y'all make sure y'all tune in once again. Check us out on Anchor. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Google Podcast. We working to get it on Apple Podcasts. There's a bunch of other places that I don't think people be listening to at. We're going to get it on there, too. We're going to get it on there, too. So y'all make sure y'all check us out. And we out of here. Salute.